0: Hello, welcome back to Shop Talk with the Sheriff. I'm Sheriff Gregory Tony at the Broward Sheriff's Office. Uh, thank you for joining in today. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about one of our more attractive units, which has been getting a lot of attention over the last few days, uh, our aviation unit. Um, let me start with this. Uh, the Broward Sheriff's Office is the only operating aviation unit in the county. The county is roughly 1,300 square miles. Population density is within 430 square miles of the county. But our aviation unit, if you're hearing a helicopter fly over, it's not the Fort Lauderdale Police Department. It's not Pembroke Pines. It's not Plantations. It's not Sunrise. It is BSO. And so as you can imagine, this unit is super busy. And so today I have the honor of bringing in two guests from our aviation unit. I have Lieutenant Dave Fernandez with us today, and I have Deputy Paul Sada here as well. And these two men um, are pivotal in the operational aspects for what we do in aviation. To start, let me give you a little highlight reel. Talk a little bit about Lieutenant uh, Fernandez. He's been with the agency now for roughly 19 years. Uh, he's been leading up so many different initiatives over in aviation and its advancements, making sure uh, that our mission tempo was high and that we will continue to excel. And then I also have one of our tactical flight officers who's here today also with us. Paul's been with the agency now for 17 plus years and does an amazing job with the day-to-day flight aspects in terms of his management over Tracking suspects using technology, flare, etc., and he's going to get into some of this today. So, I'll start with this. I'll say, Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for joining. Uh, LT, how about you introduce yourself, add a little bit more on there, and then um, we'll roll over to Paul and then we'll start talking about operations. Yeah, you hit it right on the head,
1: boss. So, uh, aviation is definitely one of the more attractive uh, units that I oversee. However, um, it comes to, to, to a high level degree of uh specialty that these guys, um, require day to day to include you know obviously the Tfo prog- program that we started which everything revolves around and our our pilots you know they all come from different backgrounds whether it's military um, or just very proactive uh, patrol guys I and mean, it just makes a complete team effort uh, to successfully do their jobs whether it's capturing criminals or looking for those in distress
0: now LT you've been in, in with with Bso for 19 years now. Uh, how'd you navigate over and, and find your way into aviation? What was your career track?
1: And so I've always uh, been an operational kind of guy. You know, obviously started out in road patrol, uh, did the, the district set team stuff down in district one, then um, went over to down, I'm sorry, to district level CI before going to SID, where I did a bunch of UC work for different acronyms uh, throughout the country. And but I was permanently assigned to auto theft and major narcs. While i was there uh went back to the road got promoted while i was on the road um started the public corruption unit which is now part of ia and then from there got promoted to lieutenant to where i did the watch commander stuff went back to ia as the xo and now i'm at where i'm at over here overseeing aviation canine and marine patrol
0: all right solid you're doing a great job over there now paul you got 17 years in a game as we say 17 years in law enforcement but uh, you, you've done a couple of tours elsewhere, right? You, you've you started your career where?
2: Yes, sir, I did. I started with North Miami Police Department down in Miami-Dade and uh, I did a couple of years there. And then I uh, moved up to Orange County Sheriff's Office in uh, Central Florida and did uh, just uh, under seven years there and was able to do a few special uh, ICE units while I was with them, uh, worked major narcotics and SID uh, among other things.
0: And how long have you been in aviation now?
2: Um, well, just shy of three years now. We're going about two and a half years since we've started the program I mean, for us going over there.
0: Sure. So, solid. Men, let's do this. Um, LT, mission. What's the mission of the aviation unit? And in, in you're talking not to the sheriff. You're talking to a community who has no idea other than that they hear a helicopter going on. Talk about the mission.
1: Well, to be honest with you, without citing the actual mission, at the end of the day, boss, our our ultimate goal is just to provide safety for everybody on the ground. Uh, the boots on the ground, guys and girls who, who patrol the streets and they're looking for, for violent criminals or again, even the, the people in need, you know, the capsized vessels where we got to get people out there to direct Marine Patrol unit assets out there. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, a, a lot of autistic kids, they like to find bodies of water, which is one of the uh, the areas that 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 we search first. So it's 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 a wide range of things that we do. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, and, and you're very good at doing it, it's, it's getting out to the public that it goes beyond anything criminal, you know, whether it's in-house stuff that we do with our SWAT team, dive rescue guys, uh, dignitary protections when they come in there, there's, there's a lot of good that goes unnoticed, which the aviation unit provides.
0: That's right. And tell me a little bit about your entire staff, your air crew, you know, what's your personnel that you're managing right now?
1: So currently right now we're operating with five pilots. We've got a couple of vacancies uh, which we're looking to fill soon. Um, we've got six TFOs, the tactical flight officers who are the guys that monitor, I'm sorry, work the cameras and speak directly to the ground units. Uh, but like when I started um, talking to you, sir, it's, it's, it's a big team effort. Um, having our certified law enforcement guys being the pilots and, and they've been the boots on the ground they say you know we're tracking a car that's occupied four or five times, and the camera guy, which is a TFO, is maintaining visual on the driver uh, who bailed out the pilot, you know, with his road patrol experience and tactical experience, could still fly the helicopter in a safe manner to uh to safely and and and, and locate the other guys that that have fled out. Um, so it, it's I'm truly blessed, boss. There's no other way to say it. I'm surrounded by some of the best. Um, when we started the program, one of the challenges was to become not only the elite in the state, um, because I did pick brains of a lot of uh, the then elite guys in the state uh, as far as aviation goes, but throughout the country. And these guys have not only met that bar, but they keep setting the bar higher and higher to where those who we would seek advice from are now calling us for advice on how to outfit the helicopters and how we're flying. And it, it's, it's, I'm just truly blessed.
0: You know, you, you talk about the fact that uh, and I think a lot of the civilian community doesn't realize that the men and women that are up above them flying are law enforcement. Has it always been that way here in the agency or the other agencies across the country who have not elected to use certified sworn law enforcement officers uh, in, in their aviation unit? Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to
1: keep a long story short. Um, you know, the aviation unit started in the late 70s and I want to say it's around 87 Um the fire department came on board to where we were flying dual missions. Um, We had an aviation consultant come in back in 2017 who did an analysis of the unit and the effectiveness of the unit, uh, which he saw for himself. Both the fire side and the DLE side are very capable and and very good at what they do. However, we weren't providing the best service to visitors and and residents of Broward County uh, because much like we spoke about the other day, if we launch on a, on a DLE mission and a fire rescue call comes out to where there's a rollover on 27 or, or somebody who, who really needs the, the, the air rescue side of it there, it's life over property. So we would have to leave the guys on the ground behind, which creates somewhat of a, of a safety issue for them, and then go take care of the people who need help on the medical side. So now that, that, that we've split missions and, and on the DLE side, it's 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 become tenfold on our call for service. You know, agencies yeah. would never call us uh, because we would always have to run low for fuel, keeping in mind the extra weight from from a from a potential medical patient on board. Uh, to you know, just being tied up on a medical call. Now the word and you know, and Paul's one of the guys who's who's done a phenomenal job on advertising our capabilities uh, to municipalities throughout the county. And some even uh, in the Tri-County area, uh, you know, when when we fly across borders up in Palm Beach or Miami-Dade, that we're being called upon a lot more frequent now, and it's, it's directly attributed to the success rate and the job that the guys are doing.
0: Yeah. You know, Paul, it's a good transition period about, you know, the amount of work you've been doing to educate the community, get the message out, talk about the highlights of aviation, mission tempo, you know, when I accept the command coming in in 2019 to now, You know, how many missions have you all run as a unit? And let's talk a little bit about that, uh, some of the things you've been able to successfully do, um, like we kind of had media day. And then let's also transition into the technology, the capabilities, because I think even myself, you know, having um, taken some flights with you all and getting in the air uh, as an officer, I always knew that aviation was top notch and was a a great support network, whether I was on a SWAT or tracking suspects. But then you get inside the helicopter and you see what's going on in there. Uh it's amazing. So, how many mission tempo since 2019, you know, how many missions have you all run?
2: Yeah, we well we've we've flown uh over 5300 missions in, in in approximately a year and a half since since July 1st of 2019. And wow. uh that you know, it it keeps going. We've we've flown over uh 3000 hours of uh, flight hours and um that's included uh several uh, arrests obviously several uh, assists with arrests it's um it's allowed for uh several stolen vehicle recoveries um and when we're, we're i say several we're talking in upward you know up, upwards of 500 um we're as far as uh our uh, you're being pretty uh, modest
0: uh upwards of 500 is not several uh, that's a lot of <laughs> arrests that's a lot of participating uh and a lot of good work but continue I just want it is get- and
2: and to piggyback off like uh lieutenant fernandez said we're we, it's, it's, um, it started with a high demand and, and really with him, a high demand. He, he, when we first all came in there and started the program, um, his demand was he, want, he wants us to be the best, not the best in the county or the state, the best there is. And I, that set a drive uh, for, for us to, um, to really set that goal. And, and, it's, and it's resonated throughout the time we've been here. And so with that, we started uh, with our training that led to even scrutiny within the unit of each other for, you know, for the, to be better, to have those debriefs after trainings, after calls. And, and once we started to do that and felt our effectiveness was good, we started building the relationship. The first thing, our goal was to build the trust of the other units within the agency, our canine, our SWAT, um, even the outside agencies uh, that, that, that were there not only for their safety, but that they can trust what we're guiding them to or what we're doing with them and our, our abilities, our backgrounds. Uh, like, like the like tenant also touched on. You know, we got several guys that are canine handlers or tactical guys, and so once we built the trust and we showed uh, that w- what we could do, the um, v- we'll say victim of success was that now all of a sudden we were getting called a whole lot more, and yeah. that led to um, not only a high call volume but a high success rate and a high success ratio. And again, it's not, it's yeah, there's we're talking about very very large numbers in a short amount of time um, when it comes to. Uh, arrests and apprehensions and, and stolen vehicle recoveries, but like, like you said, also in, in very unique situations like uh, missing people, we've had aircraft crashes where, where survivors were still in very remote areas and, and needed you know rescue personnel to be guided to them. So all of those uh, things were, were- And
0: you know, it's interesting that something I learned during the last time we were flying is the level of enthusiasm you hear from not only our deputies, but law enforcement in general who are patrolling. If the helicopter's flying over one of their cities, they're like, hey, aviation must be tracking something. Something's going on, and they're keying up, looking to get involved. So you can see the cultural change in the acceptance and how uh, law enforcement personnel and, you know, from the fire side uh, are engaging and getting more active. You know, something that a lot of people don't realize, and I want you to take a second, Paul, to kind of describe it. Describe what a cockpit, what it looks like in there and what a tactical flight officer does. They – I think oftentimes you hear a tactical flight officer and they think you're the one banking and flying at the, uh, the helicopter, but you're doing a heck of a lot more than that in there.
2: Yes, uh, well, and I will say that, that again, uh, something mentioned before, it's, it really is a team effort. We, we couldn't do it without the pilots that we have um, with their experience, not just as pilots, but as, as law enforcement officers and what they, and what they bring to the table. And and then there's us. So we, there's a term that we use in, in, in up here called crew resource management, a CRM. And the CRM is a, is a constant from the moment of startup till the call ends. It's a constant uh, back and forth. But um, we the aircraft was specked out. Um, the, you know we we have a lot of technology on board. Uh, with they the the the, um, the camera the uh, avionics that are put in place there uh, allow for us to be able to to. To do these missions effectively, and uh, so yeah, we 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 sit uh, the pilot sits on the right side, the TFO sit on the left side. We have a a controller, kind of looks like a video game controller that controls the turret of the camera, and then we have a touch screen with a uh, mapping overlay system of what we're looking at, and that uh, you know affords us the ability to be able to let the ground guys know um, exactly what we're looking at, where we're looking. Um, as you know, if if we're following a, a car per se, we we can see streets ahead and things like that, and then that again, goes back into that crew resource management where we're dealing where, you know, we kind of have to do things in tandem because there's a lot of things going on at the same time. Pilot will be handling air traffic control and flying the aircraft and making sure there's, it's South Florida, so there's a lot of airports, there's a lot of air traffic in the area. So we're constantly competing for airspace and what we're doing. And then there's the mission on the ground and the guys on the ground and there's the you know law enforcement dispatch. So generally the pilots taking care of the air traffic and air traffic control and flying the aircraft and the TFO will be uh, focused on the mission, relaying whatever information to the pilot needs to know about where the aircraft needs to be and then to the ground units of what they're seeing as whatever uh, incidents taking place.
0: You know, one thing that um, jumps out to me as far as, you know, a response that aviation took on was and maybe you can share a little bit about the details. Uh, being able to on-site capture shooting in progress and what that led to. You want to talk a little bit about that because that was just a remarkable- um, Absolutely.
2: Um, so, you know, as we fly around, uh, we're always, uh, again, it, as a team effort, we're always looking for, uh, for uh, you know, other aircraft, other safety hazards. And then, and then as well on the ground, there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. We've, we've on viewed things uh, where, where, you know, just off in the distance, there's some smoke and we found a fire- uh, at at a at a lawn maintenance area where several of the lawn maintenance assets to the company were would have probably gone up if we hadn't notified the fire department in the area. But um, not too long ago, there was a, a call for service at nighttime. Uh, the 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 air crew was up and they they you know, just looking at a gathering. Uh, it looked like an unusual gathering on, on a roadway in the middle of the roadway. Uh, it looked like people were walking out of cars, and so the uh, TFO put the camera down and started you know just just get a bearing. Maybe it was a car crash. They weren't sure what it was. They were trying to see what was going on. And um, almost immediately as they got a bearing onto the people walking outside of the car, uh, you got one guy shooting at another guy and, you know, captured. And then after the shooting occurred, uh, it was pretty obvious that they're not only that the air crew was in the area, but then, you know, several ground units coming. So the one shooter tried to hand off the firearm. Well, he did hand off the firearm to another person who as the, uh, ground units moved in, uh, also tossed the weapon, but all of that was captured on and the, and the TFO was able to let the ground units know all of those things. And then the pilot followed the original shooting suspect while the TFO was managing where the firearm was going and the other people involved. And and so then he could tell, let the TFO know where that uh, driver or that initial suspect got in a car and drove away. And he was able to keep eyes on him till the TFO could capture him again with the camera and got the ground units. We got everybody in custody, got the weapon in custody and you know,
0: and, and here's here's the beauty about it, too, the, the mitigating the harm and risk that we take. You know, our law enforcement personnel, we all understand that at any point in time, our lives can be taken from us out here in the field and having aviation, being able to mitigate that with giving real-time intelligence about what's occurring uh, and allowing us to strategically set up takedowns, et cetera. It's huge. And then the other side of it is that most people don't realize is the evidence aspect. When this gets to court, um, there's nothing better than the eye in the sky that has captured this individual shooting and uh, in trying to kill someone, right? It, you, you can't dispute that. And so no. the, the, the way aviation has been able to change how we operate out here, it's making the community safer. It's enhancing um, the overall performance of us as a law enforcement organization. And then it's also making sure that our men and women are coming home. So it's, it's a huge um success story that you all have been having in aviation and i'm going to continue to support it Uh, we have some plans i think we're going to have to get some more personnel in there we're also going to have to get some more helicopters Um, but i think the mission in itself the success that you all have been having um, it's indisputable as to whether or not we should continue to enhance this mission so uh, for those of you who have just jumped on and joined us today uh, we're talking to bso aviation unit we have one of our tactical flight officers paul on the day and one of our lieutenants dave uh, who leads up the aviation unit and so we were just going over some of the success stories that we've had uh you know one other thing i want to touch on really quickly uh before we kind of depart for today is where do you see us heading in terms of technology with aviation uh are there any advancements that's coming or anything that we may be pursuing that's going to help this community
2: either one of you I think uh to, to, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll just tell, say that if, I know the lieutenant will probably have uh something with that but I think that for us w- with the way we've spec out what we uh what we have now is really you know on the forefront of what's out there so uh I think like like we said the high demand has uh forced uh you the obvious numbers in the flight hours and call volume. So for us, it's really just having more of what we have. The the the, the stuff we have out there is, is pretty much top of the line, and it affords the ability to do the mission that we need to do. So really, just having more of it because it's it's there's clearly a uh, a need uh, is really just the the biggest part of it. Um, we're always uh, we've established relationships with several of the big agencies throughout the country, and we constantly keep tabs with each other on what's what new equipment and what things are out there. But uh, I definitely think at the moment we're. We're there, it's just uh, being able to do more of that.
0: In terms of doing more of it and what other agencies are doing from the north and the south, uh, what's the comparison? Uh, you know, Miami, in terms of their law enforcement, um, are we comparable? Do we, do, you know, how many more helicopters do they have uh, compared to us?
1: Okay, hey, so I'm, I'm sorry, Sheriff. Yeah, so again, we've got a great relationship with them, and it's somebody, uh, a unit that I actually leaned on a lot when I first got here. But yeah, they currently have four aircraft, um, not quite outfitted uh, mission suite-wise with the camera system and stuff like we have, um, to which, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but they're going through a procurement process trying to mirror what we have. Um, but yeah, they have four aircraft. Their, their flight hours and missions aren't as much as ours, um, just because of the sheer call volume and, and probably capabilities that eventually they will get up to. Um, and Palm Beach as well, I think they're up to four aircraft, uh, bigger airframe than, than ours, um, one of which is a, a, a fixed wing that they do more of the longer term surveillance missions on. Um, but yeah, th- as far as your question with technology, it's make a computer, you know, something that's new today will be obsolete tomorrow. However, you know, the agency, the agency took care of us and, and gave us the best of the best at the time. And as of right now, nothing's really changed. It's just... You know, like we talked about on media, they, uh guys that go unnoticed are our three mechanics. You know, Paul, Paul exactly. mentioned we're, we're close to 5,000 missions or, or just over. And those three guys, uh, they're the ones turning wrenches and trying to keep the amount of aircraft on ground time to a minimum. And, you know, it's, it's just very tough for them. You know, with obviously, if you, know, you have more aircraft, we can provide more to the community. And you know, as a matter of fact, we've we've noticed we maintain a log of of calls that we miss while we are on the ground, and and it's unfortunate just we can't provide that aerial support um, on some some high quality cases that if we would have been up and running, uh, you know, obviously without dealing with any maintenance issues. Yeah, and, and you what
0: know, like. what, Lt, that that's exactly what the community needs to understand about how this mission has been successful. And mechanics are working tirelessly to make sure we, we don't dip, but we're also going to need to make sure we get you the tools that you need. Um, the fact that Miami have four and we have two and Palm Beach have four and we have two, uh, we can't do that. And, and we're, I appreciate the transparency uh, and just directness about it because I have to get you two more helicopters. It, 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 there's no other way to say it. And so we're going to get there. Uh, you all continue to fight and work hard and do what you're doing. The community appreciates it. I appreciate it. Uh, And with that, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Thanks again, gentlemen. Uh, For all our viewers who are listening in, uh, in the audience today, I say thank you for joining me on Shop Talk with the Sheriff. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at VSO Sheriff Tony. It's not a stunt double. It's me. Uh, Also, subscribe to podcasts uh, to get your alerts for every new episode. Stay safe, be humble, and love somebody a little bit more than you love yourself. Take care.